I'm excited that uh, this morning that we have the opportunity to kick off our Annie Armstrong uh, week of prayer. Um, some of you have, may have noticed that online this morning there was a video that in each day this week leading up to next Sunday, uh, you'll have an opportunity to view those. Uh, we'll try our best to, to get some prayer points uh, on the prayer chain throughout the week. Um, at the back table, at the back of the sanctuary, there is a prayer guide, So, uh, and it looks like this. And if you'll take one of those today, uh, it'll also give you an opportunity to pray through this week. Uh, highlights different ministries, different church plants, different individuals that are serving here uh, in, in North America. Annie Armstrong, usually we call that the Easter offering. Um, uh, we've, they've chosen to use the month of March as our emphasis, and so uh, with that, we are also um, we have our our goal set for four thousand dollars. I'll I'll share more about that at the end of the service and how you can be a part of it, helping us meet that goal. But there are envelopes in the pew that say Annie Armstrong on that, or you can use the pink envelope uh, as well. Uh, like I said, I'll share more about that. Now bear with me this morning, there are a lot of things that are happening in the life of our church that, that I, I just want to highlight. Um, so this evening, I do want to invite you to come, and uh, we've been going through three circles. Pastor Chris has been leading that. It's an evangelism training about how to take everyday conversations and transition them into spiritual conversations. Tonight, we have the opportunity to, to hear from Matt Queen, uh, evangelism professor uh, of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Uh, he's going to be with us via Zoom, and he's going to share some, some tips as they've been going door-to-door -door in his area. Uh, and it'll be a great time for us to be able to hear from him and also to ask questions as we, um, as we think about how we engage people with the gospel. That's 5 o'clock, and we'll be in the fellowship hall. I also want to mention that tomorrow morning, um, Young at Heart is going to take a trip to Y, y Mountain to see the daffodils. And so we are leaving at 10 a.m. in the morning. So be aware of that. Tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Also, uh, as we are leading up to our revival, uh, we are beginning cottage prayer meet meetings this week. Uh, every Tuesday night here in the month of March, uh, we'll be meeting at a different home uh, this week. We will be at Steve and Sharon Overton's house at 6 p.m. So uh, mark that on your calendar. Be a part of that. Each Tuesday night, uh, we'll be meeting, like I said. We are in need of a couple of host homes for the second and third um, Tuesday of this month. So if you're interested in hosting a prayer time at your home, see Sarah Whitlock. She's sitting over to uh, my right, uh, your left this morning. So uh, see her and let her know. Or you can call the office this week and, and let us know in the office. Uh, with that, if you need the address uh, to Steve and Sharon's house, you can see them today or call the office and we'll get that address to you so you can make that, that prayer meeting this Tuesday night at 6. I, I, it's already a mouthful. I, got, I still have more, all right? Um, also wanted to mention that not this Thursday, but a week from Thursday, um, the Master Singers will be at First Baptist Church here in town, First Baptist Russellville. We have several members of our second family who are involved with Master Singers. It'll be a great night. It begins at uh, 7 p.m., so be aware of that. Make, make plans to go, and that's not this Thursday, but again, next Thursday, the 16th. Um, 
Also wanted to mention that we are, it's springtime. It's springtime, and so we are needing volunteers for uh, our teams that, that help take care of our grounds, uh, the, the yard here at the church. So if you're interested in doing that, it's a great way to serve. Uh, you can see Jerry Williams. And that is all I want to do as far as, I know that's a lot. Thank you for bearing with me, but be sure and take your bulletin uh, uh, with you this morning. Mark those, those things on the calendar so you can know how you can be involved uh, in the different things that we have going on here at Second Baptist Church. Um, as we think about those cottage prayer meetings and why we are doing them, um, uh, it's because we're, we have revival services, revival meetings planned at the beginning of April. Brother Ronnie Tolos is, is going to be here sharing with us uh, during that time. And, uh, you know, revival uh, is it's really God's people seeking him, right? And that's what we want to be about um, during not only these cottage prayer meetings, but uh, during this, this entire month leading up. I hope you've been able to um, catch the prayer emphasis that we've been sharing on the prayer chain and also on Facebook, the 40 day, days of prayer of re, for revival. But this morning, I, I, I want us to, to really quiet our hearts. And as I was thinking about, there's Siri trying to tell me how to share this morning. I was thinking about this morning and seeking the face of God. I thought about Psalm 24, and I want to read this to you. It says, The earth and everything in it, the world and its inhabitants, belong to the Lord. For he laid its foundation on the seas and established it on the rivers. Now listen to this. Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart who has not appealed to what is false, and who has not sworn deceitfully. He will receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Now let, verse 6 says this, Such is the generation of those who inquire of him, who seek the face of God, the God of Jacob. I just wonder during this prayer time as we begin our service, we're going to sing some wonderful hymns, and raise our voices to the Lord God Almighty. But here as we quiet our hearts and we think about Almighty God. And even the psalmist here says, who may ascend to the Lord? Those of us who have clean hands and a pure heart. Maybe this morning um, you've come in and there's been distractions all this week. Maybe you had a good week. But I, I, I want to encourage you and I want to challenge you this morning. Quiet your heart. And, and go to the Lord and, God, if there's anything in me that it isn't of you, would you take that away? Because I want to ascend the hill of God. And I want to seek your face with all that I am. I want to ask you to bow your heads and to close your eyes. And maybe, maybe this morning you'd be willing, as we've done in the past few weeks, to come to this altar and pray and, and seek the face of God. I want to encourage you, even right now, if, if that's what you... Uh, have in your heart, go ahead and come to this altar. And I want to lead you in, in, in just a few things to, to pray as we uh, begin our service this morning. Maybe this morning uh, you, would, you would pray to God, God, give me clean hands. Give me a pure heart. God, is there anything in me that isn't of you, would you take it away? 
Maybe you would say, God, I want to seek your face this morning. I want to ascend the hill of God. I want to experience your presence like I haven't before. So God, would, would your spirit have freedom to move in my heart today? God, would your spirit have freedom to move all over this auditorium? And we, we all together, as your people, seek your face. Father in heaven, that is our prayer. We desire to have clean hands. We desire to have pure hearts. Because we want to seek you with all that we are. But Father, if there is sin in the way, it prevents us from doing so. And so Father, take that away this morning. May your Holy Spirit come and wash over us and clean us. So that when we praise your name, it wouldn't be because it's something that we must do in this moment. But it's because it's an overflow from our hearts because you are a good God. You are a God who saves. You are a God who forgives. You are a God who cleans us up. God, our prayer is that all that's said and all that's done today would honor and glorify you. I pray even as we, we hear your word, would you empower your messenger today? Anoint him with your Holy Spirit. And use him to speak to the very core of our beings so that we might leave here changed people. And we could say as we leave, I have clean hands and I have a pure heart. This is our prayer, Lord. And we ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Would you stand with us as we sing this wonderful hymn, To God Be the Glory. Oh. 
Well, good morning. Well, you are awake. Good. If you have your Bibles, and I hope you do, turn to the Gospel of John, chapter 14. Very familiar passage of Scripture. I'm reading the first six verses of the chapter. I'll major on verse 6, the first line of verse 6. I am the way. That was Jesus speaking. He said, I am the way. Not was, not is, but I am the way. Not will be, but I am the way. I'm not here to change your life. Only God can do that. Amen? What? Amen. Now, you'll help me a lot if you can uh, remember to say amen sometime during church today. Amen? You'll be able to do that. It'll encourage me, and I will get done a lot sooner if you can say that. You see, I'll just have to go back over and over and over it again if I don't know you're getting what I'm saying. Amen. All right. Now then, in a moment, we're going to have, I'm going to read, then we're going to have prayer. And uh, Jonathan, uh, I, I think you prayed already, but I want you to pray again. I want you to come down here and lay your hands on my message and uh, that God will use it for His glory, all right? 
All right. You, you do that? All right. So when I get done reading, you come down here and, and pray. All right. All right. Uh, and if you want to be included in that prayer, just raise your hand. Now, you're not telling me I'm, I'm lost and I need to be saved. You may be telling me that. I don't know. You may have a physical problem. And I want to mention one. Uh, we, we don't have a friend. Mary has a granddaughter that is married to Brandon Crump. Now, he's not related to the past president. No, that was Trump, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Crump is his name. Uh, and uh, her granddaughter is married to Brandon, and Brandon's father is in Northeast Arkansas Hospital in Jonesboro, has had a massive heart attack, and they don't think he's uh, strong enough to go through surgery. So we want you to pray for him. He's not saved. That's the main thing. Well, we want him to live, certainly, but he's not saved. His little grandson witnessed to him yesterday that he'd get saved. And he, he, he talked to his granddad yesterday about it. You, you, you pray for that little boy. I think his name was Bryker. Bridger prayed for his granddad yesterday that he'd be that he'd trust Jesus as his Savior. And he's going to talk to him again. So you pray for uh, Bridger, that he'll be able to uh, bring his granddad to faith in Jesus. Amen. Amen. That's, that's important. So if you want to be included in this prayer that Jonathan's going to be praying, you just lift your hand. Mary's got her, Virginia's got lots of hands across the building want to be included in the prayer. Thank you for that. Now I'm going to read, and I'll ask you as Pastor does often uh, to stand uh, as I read, and I'll find my place, and you'll bear with me as I read from the Word of God. And uh, now this is, I'll tell you where it's located. It's located in the... Um, um, or the timing of it. Jesus is talking to his disciples on the night before he's crucified the next day. So he's less than 24 hours from death as we know it. So I'm going to read now. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am you may be also. And where I go you know, and you know, uh, and the way you know. And Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not, whither where you're going and how can we know the way now here's the main thing that we're going to talk about this morning jesus said unto him i am the way the truth and the life no man comes unto the father except by me now your bible may say but by me now jonathan you come 
lay your hands on the message and pray and and uh, whatever you're going to pray. You're going to pray up there? No. All right. All right. All right. Let's pray. Father, to you belongs all the glory. We just sang about that. For you have done great things. Yes. Your word is a testament unto those great things. Even our very lives are testaments unto those great things. And so we say thank you and we give you all the praise. This morning, as your word has already been read and proclaimed, our prayer is that you will keep your promise that it will not return void. Amen. We that. know that that will be the case. I, I pray uh, right now for Dad that you would give him the strength not only just to stand here and proclaim your word, but, Father, to preach unto us your words. Yes. I pray that you will give him nothing else but your words as he um, explains, as he talks about Jesus being the way, the only way that we can come to you. Father, I pray that if there be anybody here this morning that does not know Jesus as the way, that before they leave this place, that truth will grip their hearts. Yes. And they will be changed. For your word promises that if we believe with our hearts that Jesus is the Lord, that, that he is the way, then we will be saved. And I pray that this morning. For those of us who, who know Jesus, God, I pray that the wonderful truth that Jesus is the only way would grip our hearts in such a way that we would go and proclaim that to others who do not know the way. And as I think about knowing the way, I think about this grandfather who does not know Jesus. God, I thank you that the gospel has been proclaimed already to him. And I pray that there will be more opportunities. God, would you, would you uh, give God, doctors wisdom to, to, to make him well, to, so that he might be able to live another day, so that he might be able to have another opportunity to hear the truth that Jesus loves him, that Jesus can save him, and that before even the end of this day, Father, that he would give his heart to you. Amen. And God, I pray for all these hands that were raised that represent various needs. God, you are great, and you can do great things in each of those needs, and I pray over them that you would do just that. And then we'll give you the honor, and we'll give you the praise, and we'll give you the glory because you deserve it anyway. God, we're asking that your Holy Spirit would make our hearts ready. May we be fertile soil for your word this morning. I ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, it is good to be here, and I'm glad to be in this position. To It's a privilege for me to stand and bring the word of God unto you. Uh, last Sunday morning, Pastor Chris was saying to us, uh, y'all come down and pray. And so a lot of folks came down and prayed. And, 
and I was here on my knees before the Lord and praying for revival. Amen. We're praying for revival. Yes, we are. Don't say it. I can't hear you yet. Amen. Amen. All right. Good. I have to prompt her every once in a while. Anyway, it is good to be here, and I thank God that he has given me the opportunity. And I know I was here praying, and I was praying for revival. I was praying for Brother Bob Hope. Thank God you're able to get up and be here today. Praise the Lord. I was praying for uh, my friend, Brother George Lewis, and I was praying for Ron and praying for others that needed need uh, the healing touch of God. And all at once I heard myself praying, and Lord, prepare me a place to preach next Sunday. I said that right here last Sunday morning. And do you know that Pastor Chris came down after church last Sunday, said, Brother Jim, would you fill in for me next Sunday? I don't think that's a coincidence. I think that's the hand of God. And so if you're wondering, what are you doing up here? You can say, God put me up here, all right? Amen. All right. A few years ago, I lived, or we lived, in uh, Oliver, Missouri, actually Collins, Missouri. And I was attending Southwest College at Bolivar, Missouri. And we were going home one day. We had been to Arkansas to visit family, and we were going home, and we were talking, and the kids were uh, being kids, and we missed the way. We missed the way. Well, there's only one at that time, and that was Philip, and he was uh, being Philip, and uh, I, I missed my turn off, and I went 10 miles out of the way, 10 miles before I could find a uh, crossover on the interstate to get back on the right way, the right way. By the way, Jesus is the right way. Amen. Amen. All right. Oh my goodness, it's it's hard to get uh, it's hard to get back sometime when you're there. Well, let's get to the message. Okay, you're ready for that. Good to see Jim and Sue back with us again today. Uh, known these folks for many years and. Praise the Lord for the Murdochs. Amen. All right. You're, you're blessed to have them coming to your church or our church, okay? All right. And Jesus said, I am the way. Now, there's a lot of other stuff in this passage of Scripture that we're not going to touch this morning, but we're going to touch just that one phrase. Jesus said, I am the way. Peter had asked him back in chapter 13, this is the same setting, same night, uh, before Jesus is crucified. He said, where are you going, Lord? Uh, I want to follow you wherever you go. He said, you can't follow me now. You can't go where I'm going. You, you will later on. You'll follow me. You'll do the same thing. You'll come to death one of these days. They're going to they're gonna put you to death too. And Peter said, I'll lay down my life for you. And Jesus said, well, Peter, before this night's over, you'll deny me three times. You'll deny me. Thomas said, Lord, where are you going? I don't know where you're going. I don't know the way. How can we know the way? And this is Jesus' response. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father except he comes by me. So I want to tell you this morning, Jesus is the way. 
there's a little chorus that was popular when I was growing up, and it says, Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there is no other. Jesus is the way. Amen. He truly is the way. Now, the disciples were giving trouble. They were given troubling news. They, Jesus said, I'm going to die, but in three days I will be raised again. I'm going to die. That would be troubling news for anybody to think. But they were given troubling news. I want to tell you there are answers to our questions that we have in the Word of God. Amen? From the Word of God. Now, you may not say, you may not uh, see it uh, right clearly at the first, but if you search the Word of God, you're going to find an answer to the questions that you have. And it's all right for you to answer question, ask questions. Amen? It's okay. Uh, Moses asked God some questions, and uh, David asked some questions, and uh, Thomas asked questions, and Peter asked questions. So uh, I've asked God questions. You identify. You said, Lord, why? And you said, you don't, don't be pious with me. I know you have because that's our nature. We ask God questions. Lord, why are you doing this? When are you going to get this to this prayer of mine? I know you're busy, but when are you going to... So we, we can ask questions and we can get them answered from the Word of God. Amen? Oh, it's getting better. It'll get louder before we get done this morning. Amen? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not used to that. All right. But anyway... Uh, there, there are solutions to the problems that we have, and they come from the Spirit of God. Jesus said, when He comes, He'll guide you into all truth. Now, everything that you need to know, the Spirit of God can help you with it. You better believe that and accept that and practice that in your life. Now, the, G- the disciples they believed that Jesus was the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of God. They believed all of that. Peter had made that affirmation. And so the Bible says, and so said all of the disciples. Every one of them affirmed that, that Jesus was who he claimed that he was. And uh, it's the Spirit of God that can give us some uh, solutions to our problems. They uh, may it may be that we pray wrong sometimes. I do. I know that. Uh, I I could give you many examples in my life that I've prayed the wrong prayer, and I thank God that He didn't answer it. Amen. And because I would have been in a I would have been in a cold cold situation, colder than zero weather, if God had answered one of my prayers that I was praying. But anyway, they may be wrong praying. Sometimes we don't know what to pray for. Amen. That's what the Bible says in Romans 8, 26. They may be wrong saying. Sometimes I wish I had never said what I'd done. And you say, oh me, rather than amen. Amen. All right. Uh, There may be wrong playing. I wish I'd have never done that. Amen. Sometimes we do the wrong things. There may be fences that we need to mend even here today with the people of God. And there may be 
fellowship that needs to be renewed with the Father uh, who is God. So these disciples were given troubling news. They were given sure promises. And we'll not major on these. He said, I'm going home. I'm going to prepare a place for you. I'll come back and get you. And I'll take you home. Now that's in the first part of this passage of Scripture. And they were given life-changing truths. Listen to what he said. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man can come to God except he comes by me. Now, those are life-changing truths. You follow those and it will change the direction of your life. It will change the discouragements in your life. It will change the dangers in your life. And it will change the destiny of your life. Amen. You follow those truths that I've just read from the Word of God. It'll change you. It'll change your destiny. That destiny is either in heaven with the Savior who has saved you, those that are saved. Listen to what he said. I'm going to prepare a place for you. He was praying in John chapter 17 later on. I pray, Father, that these will be with me where I am. Paul, in his writing, said, Absent from the body, present with the Lord. So we're going to be with the Lord. Amen. Amen. So you'll be in heaven with the Savior that saved you, or you'll be in hell with the devil and all of those that reject Jesus. Nothing in between. There are those who say, I just can't believe. I have a dear friend that says, I just can't believe in God. And he's told me, he said, Jim, if I see a miracle, I'd fall down right here on this ground and trust in Jesus. I know him personally. Pray for him every day that God will open his heart and his mind. And he's the only one that can. Jim can't do it. Only Jesus can. Amen. There's where you're supposed to say amen. Close. We'll get there after a while. All right. The Bible says in in the book of Hebrews 9, 27, It is appointed unto man to die once after this, the judgment. Everyone, all, A, double L, the unbeliever and the believer will face God one of these days. That destiny is fixed and final in this lifetime. Someone said this, and I copied it down. It's not original. The clock of life is wound only once. And I believe that. You don't come back. I worked with a lady many years, several years, and she believed that she lived and died and came back and lived and died and came back and lived and so on. I said, lady, you're wrong. You got one time, one opportunity, 
when this lifetime is over, your destiny is fixed and final forever and forever. Now, the only point that I'm going to major on today, Jesus said, I am the way. I am the way. Now, if you miss it, I'm going to say four things about Jesus being the way. First of all, He's the only right way. Amen. Now, there are many wrong ways. Religion is a wrong way. You remember from Luke chapter 18, here was a man that came in and he was very religious. And he said, God, I thank you that I'm not like other folks, not like that uh, publican back there, that tax collector. I give tithes of all that I possess. Won't get you to heaven, but that's a good thing to do. I fast twice in the week. That's a good thing, but you'll get hungry doing it. It won't get you to heaven, but you can do it. Jesus said, I'm the way. Religion is not the way. Hear me. So there are wrong ways. Religion is another said, Lord, Lord, I've preached. I've cast out demons in your... Oh, that's all good. But it won't get you to heaven. I had a dear friend that called me one night and he said, Jim, I just got saved. I said, I thought you were already saved. He was preaching and pastoring the church. Amen. But he, had, he recognized that he had made up his mind, he and his cousin, they said, let's go tomorrow night and join the church. And they did. And they got baptized and they got being members of the church. And when he was 37 years old, and had already been ordained and was pastoring Raven Springs Baptist Church up in North Arkansas. And he came to know the Lord as his personal Savior. You see, his preaching and his baptism and his church membership didn't fit him for heaven. Only trusting Jesus. And that's the only way you're going to get there. I didn't say it, Jesus did. He said, no man comes to the Father unless he comes by me. That's the only way. Amen. All right. Then another, uh, there is a way which seems right unto man. Two times over in the book of Proverbs, chapter 14, chapter 16. There is a way which seems right to man, looks right to man, sounds right to man, but the ways thereof is death. Religion, one years and years ago, I was a young pastor, and only thing I knew to do when folks got sick, I went and knocked on the door and prayed with them and got uh, real concerned about them. And I walked into a, a knocked on the door one day, and the lady met me, and she said, "They are in there," and she pointed. And I walked in, and there was the pastor of a church sitting there, and, and he, he was talking to this man, and he read to him a list about ten long 
of the rules and regulations of their church. And he said, if you believe this, you're saved. You're ready to meet God. Well, all of the things that he said were right and good, but it didn't make the man saved. I trust that he trusted Jesus rather than listed to the rules and regulations of his church. I trust you will. Jesus is the only way. Amen. It's not our goodness, but it's the grace of God. By grace are you saved. It's not our works, not of works, lest any man should boast. Not our wealth, not our giving. Not our wonders. I preached, I've cast out demons in your name. You can do that. That'd be good. And it can be done. But it won't get you to heaven. Jesus is the only way. Amen. Amen. It's not religion. It's not our reckoning. I reckon. It's not what we think. It's not our righteousness. They are as filthy rags in the sight of God. It's not what my church requires, it's rules. It's not my regrets. What then? Jesus said, I am the way. So, it's Jesus. Amen? You're getting better. Good. He is the right way. He is the only right way. That doesn't mean there are many other right ways. He's the only way. Only one Savior, only one mediator, one reconciler. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5 that God was in Christ, in Jesus, reconciling the world unto Himself. He's the only one that can forgive sins. Amen? Who? Jesus, the Son of God. Now, I've heard this story, and Mary's heard it, so she's going to hear it again. Because I told it one time at Kesa. It was told that in the nation of England, you know, they had king or they had a queen. Queen recently passed away, right? I think that's correct. I don't keep up with stuff like that. But anyway, a king was sitting on a throne. And this story is told for truth. So you can say Jim told it and he told it for truth. One day there was a little boy that walked up to the great iron gates that are there. And he said, I want to see the king. The guard standing there did not move a muscle as they are taught to do. He did not respond. I want to see the king. He didn't answer him at all. A young boy, a young man walked up. And he said, what's the problem? The boy replied, I want to see the king. And the young man lifted his hand. And the guard turned and opened the gate. And they walked in, the man and the little boy, hand in hand. And he said, Dad, this little boy wants to meet you. 
You see, he was the king's son. And the son got him in to see the king. I want to tell you, the only way you'll ever see the king is the son is going to have to take you in. Amen? That's the only way you're going to ever get in. The son, Jesus said, I am the way. I am the way. Amen. And somebody had the strength to do it. They could take this and preach. Amen. Amen to do it. Jesus said, I am. He's the way where to the Father. Exclusive. No one can get there except through Jesus. Who? Jesus the Son. He's the right person. He has the right purpose. He said, I come to seek and to save that which is lost. He has the right power. All power is given me in heaven and in earth. So he's the only way. It, the way, his way, is the sure way. Now that's simple, isn't it? He's the only way. He's the sure way. He's the sure way. He knows the way. He knows how to get there. He said, in the Old Testament book of Isaiah, God said, this is the way, walk in it. I want to tell you what I'm saying this morning. This is the way. You need to walk in it. You need to be following it. He knows what it takes. Faith, foundation, and following. And then let me say a third thing about the way it is a narrow way. And I didn't say that. Jesus did. He said that the narrow way leads to life. He said there is a broad way, and many and most are on that road. But few be there that find. Jesus said narrow is the gate that goes into the way. Jesus said in John chapter 10, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall go in and out and find pasture. He shall be saved and go in and out and find pasture. He's the way. It's a narrow way. You can't believe what you want to do. Believe. Do what you want to do. Follow who you want to and make it in. Jesus is the only way. Anything less, anything more is the broad way. And then this. He's the only way. He is the led way. You know, when I grew up, and I don't know if they still do it, we played a game called Follow the Leader. Nobody? Oh, Virginia did. Mary did. And I bet you Donna did. You ever played Follow the Leader? Amen. There's a lot of folks played that. You don't play it. You practice that in your life as a children of God. The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. They know me 
they follow me. Amen. If you follow the leader, you've got to see that person, right? You've got to see him. You've got to be close enough that you hear him. My sheep hear my voice. They know me, and I am known of my. You know Jesus. Amen. Absolutely. And so follow the leader. He's Jesus. It is a led way. You must know him. And then he will lead you right. He will lead you to the Father, to the Father's house, home. The way, where? To the Father. Who? Jesus. I am the way. Why? Because of sin. Sin blinds to the need. I want to tell you this, that Jesus is God, and God knows everything. He knows your name. He knows your number. If you're like me, you, you, somebody asks you for your phone number, uh, if you have one like I've had for 20 years, you can repeat it. Someone asked me for my cell phone number the other day. I couldn't for the world, for my life even, couldn't remember it. Because I don't use it that much. So if you got my cell phone, don't call it. I looked at my cell phone about March one year and I had 125 messages that stretched back to Christmas where people were wishing me Merry Christmas. I didn't know to look. But God knows your name. He knows your number. And He knows your need. Amen. I started out by saying, I can't change you, only God can do that. I can't change your church. Only God can do that. I can't bring revival. Only God can do that. But I can point you to the God of heaven who is able to change your life forever and forever. Jesus said, I am the way. Listen to what he said. I am. Not I was. Not I'm going to be. But I am way I am right now the way Jesus said you can hang on to that I guess that's me bumping that uh, microphone I might all take it off I probably can get loud enough without it all right so he uh, he is the lead way sin blinds to the need it blocks our relationship to God and it hinders our fellowship with God. Now, if you don't know already, I'm almost done. It takes me a while. I'd have an introduction, I have an explanation, and I have an application. So the application sometimes takes a while. Amen? All right, good. So, the way, Jesus said, I'm the way. How? 
Here's what Paul writes for us in the book of Romans, chapter 10. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. So we hear, first of all, there is a hearing with understanding. There's a hearing of the gospel with understanding. And I explained that, and I don't see any little, little ones in here, but that little child, two and three years of age, cannot understand what Jim's talking about this morning. Now, you may say they do, but I'll tell you they do. They understand, I want a cookie, or they want to uh, go to the bathroom, or uh, something like that. But they don't understand the truths of the gospel. So there must be a hearing with understanding of the gospel for a person to be saved. There must be a believing of that also. And then there must be a calling upon the name of the Lord. Well, we come to the application. Jesus said, I am the way, presently. I am the way. So if you want to be saved, you follow Jesus. Amen. You want to go to heaven? You have to follow Jesus. You want to live right? Follow Jesus. It's simple, isn't it? I am the way. So the question is this. Are you following Jesus? If you're saved, you're following him. Don't tell me you're not. If you're saved, you follow Jesus. It's as simple as that. My sheep hear my voice. They know me. They follow me. It's simple, isn't it? You follow Jesus. So the question is, are you following Jesus? You know. Now, I don't. You can say, Jim, I'm following Jesus. I'll accept your word. But you better be sure. I'm following Jesus. Second thing about that, it will show. It will show. If you're following Jesus... It'll be seen in your life. By this shall all men know you're my disciples, if you have love one another. Now, you may not like me, but you're bound by the word of God to love me if you're saved. Hear me? You're going to love me. Now, you may not love how I preach, and I recognize I'm not as good as the next person that comes along. But you've got to love me. 
because you're a child of God and I'm a child of God. And by Jesus' own words, he said, by this will people know you're my disciples when you have love one for another. He knows if you're following him. Relationship, he knows. Fellowship, he knows. And he knows you. Now, I've never been out of the United States except a couple of times when I was stationed at Fort Bliss, Texas. There's a place right across the border of Mexico called, named Juarez, Mexico. They did not require us to have a passport to go there. Now, Jonathan, you have a passport, right? Got your name on it, right? Got some numbers on it. Many of you others in here have a passport. But I want to ask you not about that passport, but your spiritual passport. Got your name on it? He knows. He knows if it's right. The Bible says Jesus sent his disciples out one day and they come back just rejoicing. Jesus, my goodness, we had such a wonderful time. They were, even the demons were subject to us. and We cast out demons out of people. We seen people uh, healed and and. Uh, We just had a great time. And here's what Jesus said, Rejoice not at all of these things, but rejoice because your names are written in heaven. You see, my spiritual passport is on file in heaven this morning. It's there. I didn't say it, Jesus did. I knelt one day at an altar in a Methodist church revival and gave my life to Jesus and the recording angel of God and said, what's that boy's name? And he wrote it down. Leonard Methodist Church, August 13, 1948. That's been a while. And they've got my name written down in heaven this morning. I didn't say it, Jesus did. I want to ask you, your spiritual passport in order? Jesus is the only way, one that can get you in. He's the son. He can say, just lift his finger and the gate will open and you can go in. He's the Son. I am the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. But most importantly this morning in this building, are you ready to meet God? Jesus said, I'm the only way you can get there. Now we're going to sing, and I can't see Al Ray that's you somewhere over here.
I don't see well, brother, and you're going to sing a song. What's it called? Turn your eyes on Jesus. Amen. Look full in his wonderful face. Stand with us. We're going to have a word of prayer again. I'm going to pray this, and we're going to pray that whatever your need is, that God would, would, uh, would uh, reveal it to you. You see, you've got to have a revelation. You've got to know where you're at with God. If you're not saved, come to this altar. My wife will meet any lady that comes up here and she'll pray with her and lead her to know the Lord if that's your need. If uh, there's a boy or young man or adult man, and Jonathan, he will be up here. and He may be already up here. And he will lead you. There'll be somebody here that will talk to you and lead you to know the Lord. If you're here and you're out of fellowship with God and you just need to pray, you, do, you just come on. You just get in this altar and, and let God speak to your heart and you speak to God, all right? Remember, Jesus said, I'm the way. Turn your eyes on Jesus today. Would you do that? I'm the way, the truth, and the life. While we sing, would you come? being a good audience I'm sure Jonathan has instructions about <coughs> your giving your tithes and offerings and so I'll turn this back to him all right thank you all right thank you dad um, again don't leave here today without knowing the way the Holy Spirit is moving in your heart. Come, 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 see me. Um, there are there are many people here in our second family that you could talk to, and we would love to point you to the way, and that's Jesus. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for being here today. Uh, as I said earlier, I want to give you just a a little bit of instruction about our Annie Armstrong offering. There are envelopes uh, there in your pew back. 
Uh, our, we've set our goal for $4,000. And remember, this is for North American missions. And so uh, a lot of the things that, that you see in Southern Baptist life here in the United States, uh, this offering, uh, as we give and as other churches give, it goes directly to help. Uh, in those mission activities, especially with church planning, not only in our state, but also uh, around our nation and in Canada and Mexico. So um, I would just want to challenge you to take that. Uh, you may not be prepared to give today, but take that envelope home with you and just pray over it and ask God, what would you have me give uh, toward this offering? And, and uh, yes, we, we've set our goal of $4,000. Um, uh, but more importantly, I want you to give as God has called you to give. If we reach that goal, uh, goal great. If we exceed it, great. Um, God's going to use that. He is faithful to multiply our offerings uh, for His good, right, and His honor and His glory. So be, be aware of that. Uh, the men are at the back. Uh, just, again, thank you so much for your faithfulness in giving. I would encourage you to do that because it allows us to have opportunities uh, to do things here in our community. Amen. Um, I think that's it. Remember this Tuesday night, cottage prayer meeting, um, 6 o'clock at the Overton's. Catch Steve or Sharon, and they'll give you the address. Rem uh, remember tomorrow morning, uh, Y Mountain um, outing for the young at heart. All right, let me pray, and we'll be dismissed. Father in heaven, we are thankful that... Um, you have shown us the way. You have revealed the way to heaven, and that's through Jesus. And we thank you for that. God, you saw our need, and you said, I am going to do something about it. Our need, the fact that we have sinned, and we have fallen short of your glory. And you said, I'm going to pay that debt, and you did it through Jesus. Thank you for that, Father. I pray that this week, um, Jesus and the truth of that he is the way would be on our lips and on our minds. I pray now that as we have an opportunity to, to give, uh, God, I, I pray that we would give from an overflow of your goodness to us. Thank you for that opportunity to give back what you've already given us. This week, Father, may we be witnesses for you. May we be salt and light.